Hello, and welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another session of the Revenue Studios After Hour Podcast. I am Joshua B. Alexander, and we're glad to have you back. Just in case you're new, the Revenue Studios After Hour Podcast is a series where I interview directors, producers, actors, writers, and analysts in the world of film. So, if you know anyone who will be a great addition to the series, whether that be you, a friend, or family member, feel free to comment down below on who that will be. Now, before we start and I introduce our guest, I'd like to throw out a parental warning. The topics and discussions in this podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Profanity may and may not be used. This is a free and non-general space. I'd like to give my guests the liberty to express themselves however they wish or feel. The interview will consist of non-simple starter questions that may lead up to follow-ups as the conversation naturally progresses. In this session, I had the chance and opportunity to interview Kevin Preco, amazing actor, music artist, story writer, and photographer. We lightly touched on the philosophy of acting, expression, and what it means to be a creative. All right, so let's just jump right into it. Today I'm here with my friend, my twin, uh, Kevin Preco, man. Crash, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing Gucci, how are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. So you got the Dragon Ball Z, you got the do-rag on, you feeling, you cooling? Mm -hmm. Show me. You can see my fit and just know what I'm about, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, as people, well, people don't know, but you are also an actor. You also do videos. Uh, you released a new music video. Yeah, I released a song for my song, Grow Up. Grow Up, yeah. I mean, it's a Give coming a of break. age story. Mm -hmm. The video has hella um, nostalgia vibe, so I think people really, really enjoy it. I hope people enjoy the song too. So, what got you uh, inspired into acting? Um, it's a lot of things, honestly. Um, I think it's originally how my like childhood originally was. You feel me? Like, I was raised in the Bronx for like the first half of my childhood, so like I wasn't really allowed outside unless mm -hmm. I was with like my mom and son. So I was inside a lot watching TV. So TV practically raised me, and so like I guess my view of the world really being tv i got really into tv i guess and then so when i moved to jersey when i was younger we started doing one what one of my teachers what she liked to do instead of like having us do like a poster project or something or like to better explain a story she would have us do skits and so like i would really get into them like you feel me and so then my you know, at that time, YouTube is also yeah. rising up too. Yeah. So we seen yeah. people make like videos and stuff. We like, we want to make videos. You feel All me? Right. So gotcha. yeah. So we started doing that, and then I did like a play once in middle school, and yeah. So it's just been like me in front of the camera since. So what is your acting process when when you do auditions? Because you did audition for a role in Malachi, which was very good. <laughs> I was like, so like I kind of see a little bit of similarities of even. Similar to my act, so that's why you, you know you're you're my twin, you know. But very very passionate, very vocal, uh, hand gestures, body language. Even when you did uh, "Love Me Later," very energetic. So like, how do you jump into your roles? I think I kind of just become another person. I guess <laughs> you feel me. Like right. I like I, like I'm not gonna say like this is just a crazy person feature, but I talk to myself a lot. You mm. feel me? Like I'm. I realized that conversation is really just tennis. You feel me? Like it's just uh, 
talk and a response and a rebuttal and a this and that for me and there's something that starts there's something that starts and there's a climax and then there's a rise and when people talk when you're writing a script or even just mm-hmm. yeah. in a scene it's what do you want what are you going to do together get it and what are you going to do if you don't get it and what are you going to do if you do get it you feel me so it's just like i i don't know i've just been very animated so i kind of create scenes in my head i'll become characters when nobody's looking so i mean if somebody already has the character written out for me i got already got something to work with so um i think one of the things that most people don't well realize or even i had to think about it was that uh when we were younger playing with action figures, that was like almost like our directing in terms of putting Batman with Spider-Man or like whatever like that. So like, I think that's like another thing that kind of maybe shaped all of us as kids. You know, if you played outside, you had to pretend, you know what I'm saying? Because acting pretty much is pretending, but you know, you're taking it even further, you know? So I think that's just like another aspect of it that people don't really think about. People think acting is just, oh, I have to do, you know, but it's just like, just, Imagine yourself as something else. Or you're, 100, else, you know? you're 100% about that. I remember I went to like this little... Um, when they was opening Ironbound to the public, yeah. they was like having a whole bunch of different, I guess, panel sort of things. And one of them was like an actor one. And I realized whenever I go to like something that has to do with like serious acting, I feel like that's the problem <laughs> why I haven't like joined no like actors guild and nothing mm. like that or really took it crazy serious because like I feel like when you really want to get into acting, it becomes, like, too serious. You feel yeah. me? She yeah. was over talking about, like, yeah, dive down into, like, into your past and stuff. She was making this dude think about, like, his world, his his war, like, backstory yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, me, yeah. damn, like, you feel me? Like, I, I love the dramatic side of it, but, like, I also feel like with acting, it's like praying pretend. You feel me? Just have fun, you know? It's not old. She was like, she was like, if nobody's in here, gonna take it serious. Get out! And I'm just like, yo, yeah, it's those, not that deep. Like, yeah, those those people that like study acting and theater actors, and I think that there's like a difference between film actors and you know uh, theater actors, where you have to act with your whole body in theater, and then film is just close up. See, so everything is like more facial. So maybe that's what she was probably trying to get yeah, you more into I like the understand. Yeah, but I think I'm over of improv I've got you feel me take something have a plan run with the plan right. plan goes a wall freeze dollar right. so uh, I had to watch The Office because I know that you were a fan of it and some other people Definitely. so I had to Definitely. catch up so I saw everything <laughs> I saw all the seasons um, one of the things I like about The Office is how Obviously, most of it is scripted, but sometimes it could be improv or mm. stuff like that. Um, do you find yourself sometimes drawing from other forms of media to kind of like formulate? Definitely. It's funny how you bring up The Office and stuff. I like that whole quirky universe like yeah. of those like The Office, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um community brooklyn 99 where yeah. it's a regular where it's supposed to be the real world but there's something wrong with like every character yeah you feel me like everyone's just a nut even dan schneider kind of does it he does it kind of in a weird weird way but like it's the regular world but everybody's just weird even the main characters like there's something just off about them i like that you feel me because i i feel as though like it's almost like um i don't know if you if you how deep you are into like matrix lore but 
in the matrix right the current matrix is like the regular world right but they said the previous matrix that they made was um perfect in every way but hum- the human brain rejected yeah. it because it was too perfect i right. i like the ideal of a world that is like we presume it but something's a little bit offset about it you feel me so <laughs> it just brings flavor what's something that you wish that you knew 10 years ago or well, that you know now that you wish that you knew 10 years ago yeah <laughs> I, I, so boom 10 years ago i'd be 13 was something I wish I knew. Yeah. I wish I knew about stocks, yo. It turns a feel vacant. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, this is the biggest thing I've learned important, recently. stocks are important, Well, yeah, recently in the past couple of years, just do it. I realized that I grew up thinking that if you were going to do something, you had to be perfect at it. I didn't like, and mm-hmm. then and then work harder at becoming at like, it was it was the the process of I guess just doing it and failing until I got better that always discouraged me. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I started a lot of stuff late. You feel me? Because I had to come to realization that you're not gonna be perfect the first time around. Have to right. just keep right, right, right. dishing things right. out because once you see your finished product, you're like, oh, okay, I see that I can do something better right. next time. I'm, that's what was preventing me from mm-hmm. doing a lot of things that I really wanted to do. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I wish if I had that mindset back then, I would have probably been more skilled in things that I do now. I 100, I 100% agree with you because I think most people are afraid of failing or even the notion of trying is you know exactly. new to them. So, so they don't take risks or they don't do things. But um, I think there was a quote. I mean, Denzel probably didn't say it, but I got a story, <laughs> short story, honestly. If I could run through it in like a minute, but there was a pottery teacher, a ceramics right. teacher, right? And he split the class in two, mm-hmm. and he said, "This class for a month, make as many pots as you can. This side of the class, you have one month to make one pot." So, end of the month came. And the side that, um, the side that made, um, what's it called? The many pots for, for the, for the whole month, they had a whole bunch like different shaped pots and all that. You could see the development because they would make a pot, they would mess up and then create a better one and create a better one. So their pots progressively got better than the ones on this side because they just thought and planned and thought about that one pot. By the time they made it, that first pot was like their first pot well their only pot was like the the other side's first pot Mm. you feel me because they didn't have the chance to learn from their mistakes and make better pots so once i heard that story everything just clicked to me i was like yeah i just gotta keep making pots that's funny that it kind of goes into the quote (laughs) about it's like um don't be afraid of messing up because you're starting not from scratch but you're starting from experience so with them making different pots and different pots and different pots they're learning to make a better pot you know through that thing so that's that's uncanny <laughs> how just all tied together but you know that's weird. but um <laughs> of course um what has been your best film experience my best film experience um i mean i used to do a lot of short films and stuff with my friends but mm-hmm. I feel as though my best film experience was definitely working on set 
with um, Love Me Later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> feel me? Directed by Marcus Evans. Yeah. Josh on cinematography. You feel me? <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, I've done plays before. Yeah, I've done short films with friends and stuff, school projects yeah. and stuff. But like, that was like, I guess my first time doing like, going out of my way to do a short film and like working with like uh, established new directors and such. And um, the the set was amazing. Like the everybody on set felt like family. You know, there wasn't anything weird going on. Yeah. Like we would link up every what, like two months, and then yeah. be like, yeah, we linked up yesterday. Feel me? Like everybody's cool. Everyone's from all over, but like right, exactly. we, we always keep in touch. Yeah. You know, that's good. It's good to always find a community. It's good to find people that you want to share that bond with. You know, because set life you know you're gonna be there for like six seven eight hours maybe 12 hours so you want to make the best of it but unfortunately sometimes not everyone on set is happy with the experience but you know you have to do what you got to do but you know it's nothing to be too personal about that um what's pretty much next for you because i know that you have your music coming out um, do you have any other films in the works writing scripts i know that you write scripts as well um so i guess this year i took time to just drop music mm-hmm. i guess i'm also doing films soon i will be filming for another marcus seven film called stay gotcha <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that's gonna be a bop um but this year um i guess i'm gonna drop music consistently you know um i feel as though um i had a whole lot to release but I'm not very verbal, you know, mm-hmm. like to enunciate my feelings, it, it's kind of hard, right. you know, so when I, f- but it's always like music is always t- yeah, t- music telling is you what thing. you yeah. feel, you feel me? So music I was therapy, like, yeah, definitely. so I realized that a lot of like my emotions and like my turmoil and stuff, I was able to really put it into words when it's on paper and, right. and a beat's over, you yeah. feel me? So. Yeah, so I'm going to be dropping a couple of those. I might drop a project at the end of the year. Yeah. We'll see. I think that's important that you want to stay connected with music. You know, it's definitely something that can get you through something. And when I was in high school, music was one of the ways of getting me through, you know, some of the depression and the heartbreak and the betrayal exactly. and stuff because it's one of those things that, you know, it's it's you know it's there. You know, it's therapeutic. What's crazy um, is like that... The, it's better than any therapy that I've ever had, which is crazy because I remember a few weeks ago, right? I mean, I had a writer's block for like all of like February. And um, like, I guess like three weeks went by and one day I had like a real trash day. And so I wrote a song and then I wrote a sample all within like two hours. And all of a sudden I felt like way better. My whole mood went 180 and I was like, yeah, this is different. Like I'm really enjoying this. Like if I wrote, if I was writing music during my like real depressive time, yeah, like yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's some bangers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you live and learn. Now. Uh-huh. Well, you know, but I guess the only thing you can do now is just move forward and continue with that. Just keep you know? working with the crowd. Yeah, keep working with the crowd. So where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Crash Da Vinci on Instagram, uh, Crash Gilligan on Twitter. And uh, Charisma Concepts on YouTube, so I'll be dropping music videos and such. And Charisma Concepts on Instagram because I also drop other music videos I do for other artists on there. Editor, rapper, singer. 
And you also do a little bit of photography too, editing. I do photography yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, this year I'm not touching digital. If you guys have peeped on social media, I've been doing a lot of film. I work with a lot of stereoscopic, scopic, stereoscopic <laughs> <laughs> photography, which is basically um, a film camera with a quad camera. So when I shoot the flicks and I put them all together, they move like this. Yeah, I noticed that. I yeah. thought it was like blue and red. <laughs> nah, I'm really, I'm, I really enjoy vintage stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, I like the feel of you know actual photos and such. And then when I saw that, I'd seen that like probably a while ago in like high school. So with film, I was basically studying film for like six years, trial and error for like three years, and really nailing it over lockdown. So yeah. Yeah, then this past January, really got it down with the stereoscopic. So I think that's really going to be my thing because nobody else is doing that. In Jersey, everybody's doing the same thing. This is the one thing that nobody else is doing. You got to be I'm on it. Like, new, man. You got to get that wave. Thank you so much, Kevin, for being on this and giving Thank you for having me. Talking now. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're definitely gonna link. I got some. Before, I got some things coming up for you. Uh, a sci-fi project that I was supposed to print out and show you. It's something that I think you would love and enjoy. Okay. But you know, we'll enjoy sci-fi. Yeah, we'll talk more about it, bro. But thank you so much. I'm good. All right. So, did you enjoy the video? Want to give it a thumbs up? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you can be alerted when we post something new. Follow us on Instagram at the Fisher Revenue Studios. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you again.